Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself great on. I'm doing my man. He's also removed his allegations against Ricky Martin. My co-captain Damon, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, Blockheads, listeners around the world. Yeah, so... I only glimpsed at that story. That was a couple of weeks ago. Ricky Martin, the latest celebrity to be accused of sexual improprieties. Green. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> "So, aren't they all doing it? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. isn't he it's just the next? Isn't he just like the yeah. last one? You know, it's not the first last one." one well, I think the uh, the twist on this one, like kind of like a soap opera, it was his uh, his nephew, I believe. Ah, so that okay. that threw the incest soap opera angle in, into it. Nephew uh, by marriage or uh, well, <laughs> gay? So I don't, like, I don't think he's he's married, is he? Um, well, someone might be though. Like, uh, if he's so okay, is it his brother or sister? I think he was married at one point, wasn't he? I could Maybe. be wrong. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't dug too deep into mm. the uh, the Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin law. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he came out or something years later because mm-hmm. there was like kind of talk. Oh, is he? Isn't he? I think he had a beard greener for a while. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I just well, I just thought well, they're all doing it now. So at this point, uh, so what happened? The the guy said, oh, actually, no, sorry, didn't happen. Sorry about Apparently, that. Apparently, yeah. So obviously, some uh, okay. cashola must have uh, changed, changed hands, changed and suddenly yeah. the. Uh, the allegations that came out, yeah, a week ago, and now gone. Null and done, void. I, so, I often know. wonder, Greeno. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Didn't mean to say that. <laughs> you, you know how you know how when we hear about a celebrity, and I'm I'm not saying anyone's innocent or guilty or whatever, but whenever we hear about a celebrity involved in something like this, and then we hear later on that oh, well, there was a settlement out of court and money exchange hands. Or you find out years later, oh, they paid $1 million to shut this woman up. Mm. And we always just assume that it they must be guilty and they're paying them to shut them up. But yeah. I don't think that's necessarily true. You know why? Because let's say if I had $3 billion, right, and yeah. some fucking skank was, you know, just was trying to extort money out of me. I would throw a million dollars at her to shut her up. If that's what it's going to take, hey, maybe she's cheap and it'll only take a hundred grand and we'll do that. But whatever, I just don't, you know, you maybe you just don't want to deal with it. And if you've got billions, like what's the difference? Who gives a fuck? Well, here's the thing. If, you, if you've got billions, you can pay big, fat, high-priced lawyers as much as you want, and you never even have to fucking walk into that court. Yeah. So they take care of it. So personally, I'd rather blow, like, if I'm a billionaire, I'd rather blow millions upon millions on legal fees mm. and and prove my innocence than vice versa. For me, a payout, for the most part, seems like an admission of guilt uh, of, look, there's there's it may not have been exactly what what was alleged, but something happened that I don't want to be put on the public record or a court of law to admitting to or being found guilty to, I, I would rather pay a million dollars for that not to be put out there. It might not be as bad as, as it. It might not have like, oh, you know, he had a years-long relationship, which is what was alleged with his nephew, cousin, whatever it may be. But something fucked up enough happened that, you know, maybe some cash holder may have changed it. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't want to fucking get sued here. Uh, I understand the way you're thinking, but, you know, let's consider a couple of things here, right? So if you're a public yeah. figure, 
you may yeah. be innocent, but you have to also weigh up the negative outcomes of being dragged through a court case, whether or not you're innocent or guilty. Having yeah, it so on the having it on the front page, having people yeah. talk about it, dissect it, right? Now you might be innocent. Now the thing is you'll be in court the rest of your life if you take that approach. If you <laughs> every time someone accuses you of something, you're like, fuck it, I'll fight it in court, you'll be in court forever. If you're some if you're a rich person, you've got a target on your back. Well, you won't. The you lawyer know. will. I'm busy. You're in your private jet, mate. Talking about climate change. Well, busy. and here's the other. Now, this is where I'm going to appeal directly to your skint nature and your tightness. Yeah. What mm. if you do the numbers and it's actually cheaper to pay the strumpet $100,000 than it is to pay a year's worth of legal fees? Well, no, here's the thing. Okay, so now, yeah, okay. I've, I've thought about this, right? I've thought about it okay. uh, just in case you get in any legal trouble. Yeah. You've you got to do a cost benefit analysis. So but let's let's say I'm saying I'm innocent, right? Mm. I've, I've never seen this girl. I don't know who she is. Yeah. She's just trying to milk me from, from Sounds guilty to me, folks. Let's see. So let's what, take it to court. Let's talk so about it in newspapers. Is, is I'm countersuing, so I'm going to make profit off this. Uh, <laughs> this is an investment in your eyes. It's an investment. It's yeah. sitting there going, well, hey, no, no, no. I'm not going to pay. Why would I pay her off? I didn't do anything. So what am I going to do? Sir, I'm, I'm, I'm I've gonna, got good, sir, I've got good news. What's that? Another anonymous whore has accused you of sexual impropriety. Oh, Fantastic. Cha-ching. Put on the balance sheet as future assets. That's fucking, that's, that's, that's coming in. That's assets right there. Borrow against that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But just put it in the bank balance now. We're going to put it in as like going to get its upcoming cash flow mm. is going to be my countersuit for defamation of character against the strumpet who I'd never seen before in my life. Now, uh, the other option is you can take your billions of dollars, right, and mm. just just commit the sexual improprieties in the first place and then just mm. throw money at them and say, I don't care. Here's a million dollars. Now, shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, next and bring in the next well, one. You could act that that's way what too. Happened, that's what happens with all these rich guys. And they, they make it sign like, yeah. uh, what is it, non-disclosure, agree- non-disclosure agreements, mm. NDAs. Yep. But then they end up coming out anyway. Yeah. So the NDA is not worth the fucking price of paper. You paid for it. No. And it's like, well, this is a waste of time. Yeah. So here's my thing. If you're a rich guy and you're into like, you know, Doing freaky shit with women. Mm. There are like there there are legal ways to do that. Go and do yourself a hooker. Like if you want to do fucked up shit with someone, don't do it with someone who's like a victim. Do it with someone who it's like a business arrangement. You're like, look, hey, look, this isn't the '80s. Nobody cares about celebrities picking up hookers anymore. You know, once upon a time that was a scandal, but nobody cares. If you know what, if if a celebrity, let's say Jared Leto, gets caught in a parking lot somewhere, Greeno, with a hooker, Mm. you know, like a tranny hooker, say, like Eddie Murphy style or something like that, right? Now, if he got caught with that, they'd go, oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> what a lovely yeah. boy. Hey, you know, he's acting nicely. It could be worse. consensual. Yeah. Could be out there raping, this, this you know. Is, this is positive steps for Hollywood. That's good, yeah. Like, with a hooker, he's a positive step for Hollywood. We're moving in the right direction. He's At not drinking not baby like, blood or anything. He's just no. getting his dick sucked by a trans uh, it's no, Yeah, there's no casting couch. Hooker, so. There's no, yeah, there's no, it's, it's all just, like, it's all above board. It's a business it's transaction. Business it's transaction. <laughs> consensual yeah. contractual arrangement, Greeno. It's Fucking brilliant. Nice. nice exactly. It's the Charlie Sheen principle. Hmm. Uh, Vince McMahon, Daryl in the chat, Greeno. Vince McMahon, WWE, yeah. uh, the big swinging dick at the WWE, spent $12 million on an NDA allegedly, Greeno. Uh, no, he did. He spent $12 million paying off these chicks that, yeah. that he fooled around with to not say anything, and now it's come out. So once again, those NDAs are not worth the price they're written on. Yeah. There you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. <laughs> 
solid legal. We must stress, though, um, you should do everything we say. Oh, clearly, you know, yeah, great advice. Nice. Yeah. Well, we know. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I'm not rich enough or attractive enough no. to be able to get down with any fucking freaky shit. Get with down. Women. In any way, shape, or form. No, so, you have to get the cheap uh, ones that do freaky stuff, and they're usually the ones that have teeth missing. Yeah, and uh, I'd rather just not. I just move on. I'm like, ah, I'll yeah. pass next. Let's, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Damo, uh, it's a return. Uh, Greeno does politics. I don't, uh, I don't like do bringing back this segment. This? I don't, nah, I don't know me. if I'm a fan of returning. I thought this this segment was done, dusted, dead, uh, and buried. So, so, so did I, sir, but fuck it, it's back this week. So, uh, we need a theme song for that, but we're going to move on from it anyway. Now, here's the thing. I yeah. thought all my voting days were done. Yeah. I thought my political days were done. I didn't need to worry anymore. Hmm. And then, lo and behold, I get this nice little letter in the mail throughout the course of uh, the last couple of weeks going, look, turns out there was a bit of a, bit of a fuck up. Bit, bit of, of a, a snafu. Bit of a snafu with our, our local council election. Bit of like, a whoopsie doodle, Greedo. Like nine months ago. <laughs> what happened? So, I don't know. Something happened with our, I vote. What did something our illustrious vote, What did our illustrious leaders do, Greedo? Not yeah, our they. illustrious leaders. It's uh, some fucked up with the vote, and then someone contested the vote, right. going, hang on, th- this system was down. Mm. I feel it's, like, impacted the outcome of the election, even oh. though the winner was fucking well ahead anyway. Not the fucking uh, Russians again, was it? <laughs> yeah, the Russians. What was it? It was fucking I vote. So it was, like, online voting. So oh, there's no. the issue. Yeah. So... What happened is they're like, well, we're going to throw that election out. Right. Now, do-overs. <laughs> we're going to have to do it again, which means I had to fucking trudge on my lunch break go back to, and vote ag- to vote again on something that I oh, didn't want to vote on in the first place yep. to do again. So out of spite, out of spite, I looked up which party challenged the result <laughs> and made sure I voted for everyone but them. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done too. Yeah. It would have been, I'm fuck like, you. I'm like, this is local council election. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. No, everyone walks in and no one knows anyone. You just kind of go, whatever, like, we'll tick our box. Let's fucking move on. We, we're not going to get our fine. Happy days. Because Someone's whoever contested it, whoever contested it obviously lost by a very small margin and then they're jumping up and down, screaming their tits off about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? If you don't stop complaining, you're not going to, I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. You, yeah. you, now, okay. Let's make it certain then. Let's make it certain they know they lost this time. So yeah. they can't fucking, you know, make us drudge us out here and do this all over again. And impact everyone and fuck over them. Like, it's only, it's 20 minutes of my day, but 20 minutes, like, I'm a busy man. I'm a busy. very busy man, as is evidenced by this show. We can waffle on for two hours, but that 20 minutes during my lunch break, that's important time, Damon. Can I very ask you a time. question, Greeno? I want to sure, ask sir. you. Now, I have um, previously, you know, just so happened, like we would never encourage people not to vote on voting day, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's a crime in this country, believe it or not. No, yeah, it's that $400 fine if yeah. you, you don't rock up. Hey, we love freedom down here in Australia. Now vote. <laughs> vote for me or vote else. <laughs> right? So I have, um, for the first time, um, you know, in a recent election, I just so happened to wake up that day and thought, hmm, oh, well, I think I might forget to vote today, you know? And I yeah. did. And I was, you know, the, the thing came in, you know, a few, uh, for a while there I thought I got away with it. 
because uh, I thought, well, they're not going to care what I do. You know, it's oh, just no. just some little local election. They're not going to worry about that. Yeah. Sure as shit, it was like two months later, it comes in the mail. Hey, you, you didn't register today to uh, vote and you're going to have to pay, Greeno. The fine was $50. And I said, $50. shut up, shut up and take my money. It was worth it. Here, take <laughs> that is not. I was no. paying the government. And no, but this, hear me out. Now, see. For fifty dollars now, if it's two thousand or five thousand or something like that, then it gets a little. I'm, I'm, I'm showing up to vote rain, hail, or shine at that point because yeah. I can't afford not to. But for fifty dollars at that point, I'm like Charlie Sheen, and the government is the hooker. <laughs> I'm paying the government to fuck <laughs> off, <laughs> to go <laughs> away, to leave yeah, me alone. Leave me alone. Hey, oh, yeah, hey, hey, Boogs, we want you to come down today, participate in democracy, come and vote for us. We, none of us do. None of us do what we say we're gonna do. Do, and none of us um, listen to you or care what you think. So, but come down and vote for us. We're going to represent you. And it's like, here, here's fifty dollars. Now, fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. So, fuck that. Nice, Gary. Uh, make sure you put that on your tax return this year as a deduction, though. That's a deduction. <laughs> Get that money yeah, back. Election, yeah. election expense. Election expenses. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way. Does it? Ah, fuck it, put it in. Put it in. No one's going to cheat. That's how we got this problem in the first place. <laughs> That's right. Good advice. We're shelling out some good advice tonight, aren't we, on the show, hey? Now, here's the thing. Uh, you work from home, man. Uh, you do, have you done your taxes? You're about six years behind on your tax, aren't you? No, no, I was at one point, but then we got all that sorted. So we're all spick and span and up all to date. Excellent. Make yeah. sure this year you've got to look at your home office expenses. Home office. Yeah, didn't they just bring in a whole bunch? They did. They literally just brought in a whole bunch of rules with the last budget, I, I heard. They did. And the it's tax office said, no, you can't You can't claim this, you can't claim that, we're going to no, clamp no, down no, on this. The there's, there's, a, uh, there's a COVID method, right? Yeah. So there's three methods this year. Once again, this is very exciting for listening, but fuck it. Because uh, Americans, they love their taxation law. Uh, no, so, <laughs> Australian taxation law. Oh, so we we idolise the IRS. We look at the IRS. It's one of the things that culturally Australia looks to in the United States and says, geez, I wish we had one. Of well, the government does anyway. They look mm-hmm. at the IRS and go, geez, we'd love to have one of them. You yeah. know, those people can just, they can knock your house down, Greeno, if they don't like you over there in the yeah. States. They just come in and take it. You know what I mean? Actually, I'll be a bit more friendly. They just don't send you a nice letter. We get letters. Send you a message. Yeah. Yeah. Please, send, please you leave. Email. Please leave. Well, You're you squatting. Check, can, yeah. you check, can you check your MyGov account? That would be appreciated. Um, the only way for them to kick you out of your house here is they have to call a current affair, and yeah. a current affair has to go down there with like an ambulance chasing pretend wannabe journalist and, and stick the camera in the shed that you're squatting in and go, sir, sir, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna start paying rent, sir? This no. is disgraceful. You'll be on one of those bad neighbors shows, Greener. Yeah, you don't want that. No. Uh, so back to the taxation law. So yeah, there's, uh, there's three methodologies that you can do now. Now, uh, because of the the new the third one they've introduced, which is kind of like COVID related, where they pay like eighty cents per hour, something like that, mm, over the course money. of the week, over how many over the entire span of the year. It's like prison you, wages, you know, isn't it? But they used to have an old one where it was like sixty five cents per hour because most people weren't working from home. They're like, mm. but most people are. They've got increased bills. Increase to 80. So no one uses the first method. Then you've got the actual cost method, which never works out as much as the 80 cent method. So you gotta you gotta collate it all, uh, work out the math, but make sure you do that in tax this year. Trust me, fucking well, come see me. Fascinating I'll tell you what stuff, number ladies and gentlemen. Put down. 
I'll say, write this down in your fucking tax return. Right. I'll take six minutes. When I come over and visit you soon, I'll I'll do your tax for you. Because okay. you, know, you know me, I'm just someone that's, I don't ever claim, I don't claim anything. I just go, yeah, I, I just look at it and go, all right, well, I owe them this year and I'll pay it. And if I get some back, I go, never, sweet. I guess I just don't invest. Anything. See, I'm a, look, I've been accused in the past of like, you know, why do you want less taxes? Like that's going to mean people go hungry and stuff. It's like, I probably pay more than you fucking do just because I'm not monitoring it. I'm not caring as yeah. much, you know. I'm generous in apathy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a good guy, Green. <laughs> I did your tax once and I got yeah. you a nice little return there. I did get so, a nice little return there. That, yeah. that, that was back... That was back, Green. You know you don't even get paper anymore. I only found out this year that you don't yeah. get paper fucking tax returns because I was waiting for one to come up in the mail. And the lady, <laughs> the lady, swear to God, swear to God, Lady Books uh, turns to me and she looks at me and she goes, really? You thought that's what? You, like They haven't done that for years. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. How have I been getting my tax, tax then? Five years. haven't done that. Paper tax return. It's all online now, man. It takes two minutes. I I, like, I'll literally knock it off when you make me lunch. Like, yeah. Have a like, cup you, of coffee here. Yeah, do this. Yeah. You make me a sandwich, I'll do your tax for you. Like, it'll be fine. Nice, like, I'm gonna nice Gary. Uh, <laughs> Damo, we're back. It's it's back flood time here mm. here in Australia, and know. and look, oh, like it's, it just feels like it hasn't stopped raining for the better part of six months now. Never thought uh, I'd yearn. Never thought I'd yearn for a bushfire, Greeno. Here, here we are. Bushfire, a drought, the good old days, Damo. Yeah. Now, here's the thing: I had I had to sit there and suffer with like the pissing and moaning, and complaining mm. of the British this week. Mm. Oh, complaining yeah, it's about been a, salty. a fucking. Yeah. A, a fucking heat wave, and yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, man, must shit must be real in England." Like yeah. heat wave, damn surface of the fucking sun over there, twenty nine degrees. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah, fuck, <laughs> like twenty nine degrees. Ooh. <laughs> and then I heard people going, "How oh, awful!" You got to understand, like they're not they're not equipped they're for not this. They're not it. equipped for twenty nine degrees. That's their problem. No. Like. If you're not, that's that's not global warming. That's like autumn. Mm. That's, come down to Australia <laughs> autumn, like, yeah. in spring. I do. I, fucking, I think they yeah. did have like one day at forty. And one I remember. Day. Do you remember like? Remember around the time I got married, right? Remember on the day I got married, it was like forty-five degrees, forty-six yeah, I, degrees. I remember. Like I, was, I was in a. Where everyone was in three-piece suits. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. I remember. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. And but that was it was up around like over the forty for like a week, two yeah. weeks. It was just the place was melting, Greener. Mm. I you you remember a mate of ours um from Scotland. So I don't think so Daryl's in the chat and he's in Scotland. I don't think it's been as bad up there. I think it has been mostly England and I think, you know, in maybe maybe south of Scotland, but I think kind of when I've looked very quickly at like the weather maps when they flash up on TV and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, Scotland's not cooking by the looks of it because yeah. it's just too fucking cold up there. And, you know, it's just, I don't yeah. think the place can cook, you know what I mean? But our mate who lived in Glasgow, right, he lived yeah. across the road from this park and he lived in like a university area, right? A lot of young people, like a lot of shared houses and shit like that. And across the road there was this park and he said, during summer, you'll see ghosts out there, and I'm like, "What? What do you mean ghosts?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? You don't, you don't believe in like ghosts and stuff?" And he's like, "No, no, no." He's like, "No, no, ghosts. He goes, what they are is like they're young, like you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old guys who 
like for because it's sunny in Scotland for like a week and a half at any <laughs> per year. And it's like 20 degrees. It's freezing outside for us, right? But they're out there with their shirts off trying to get sun and they're fucking pale white. <laughs> so they're yeah. the ghosts who walk around this fucking nice, during the week that they have of summer. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. All skinny as rakes and stuff. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. So, yeah, I heat like wave it. in the UK, hey? Stop your bitching, Englishman. It's fucking English moaning all the time. Whinging and fucking moaning. Moaning, whinging, moaning, whingy, whingy, moaning. Bomb screaming. Enjoy the sun. Fuck. Like, I remember, I think I told this story before, like when I was in the US like 10 years ago mm. and we're in, we're in New York. It was a heat wave then. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was pretty fucking warm. Like it must have been 39 degrees maybe. Yep. Uh, 39, it's 40 there hot. or thereabouts. Yeah. And we're just, don't get me wrong, toasty, mm. but not like Australian. Like it wasn't even Australian toasty. Yep. Like it wasn't Australian 40. Like, and they they cut off like there's normally around uh, Central Park. Mm. They have like these horses and carriages that you can walk around. That yep. so hot they cancelled the horses. No one was on the street. And me and my wife were walking through New York in what is meant to be like the peak time, busy time of the day, mm. and we're the only ones out there. I'm like, what the fuck? Like they're all hiding from the sun. <laughs> and but everyone was like inside, refusing to come out. Too hot. Too hot. Too wow. hot. I'm like. Only two Aussies, but so we had we basically had New York to ourselves. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> nice Gary. Nice Gary. It turned in, it turned into a rom com, Greeno. He was skipping right. around New York. Hey, straight yeah. up at the hot dog vendor, no line. Check it out. The hot dog yeah. vendor was like, Really? You want fucking Tabasco sauce on it? Are yeah, you nuts? Mate, fire it up. This is Australia, mate. Australia. We should fucking need a beer. Yeah. Need a beer beer on the hot dog stand. No, um, no Mountain Dew, only Kalkalash. 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 No ball. Stick. Stick. Um, so yeah, it's different, different countries deal with deal with the heat a little different ways. Right. I remember like, I got I got like English heritage. Mm. My grandfather's from like Isle of Man, um, and that's he's, kind of English. They're different. No, no, they no, have no. their he's, own yeah, flag and his shit. Brother, his brother was from England, and like, yeah, an yeah. But the, I'm, I'm but saying was, the Isle of Man is its own weird little it's place. Own little thing, yeah. Isn't that the place that has the flag that's like the three legs in spokes in a wheel? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on. I know that's where they have that uh, suicidal motorbike race, the Isle of Man, that the TT, correct. Greeno. Spot on. It's which, which we're going to have to give a dick move. You dick! Because I, and I suspect it's the same fucking idiots, Greeno, who banned the... <laughs> I suspect it's the same fucking idiots who banned the grid girls in Formula One, right? So they're now trying to ban the Isle of Man TT. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to YouTube and look for the Isle of Man TT, and you can get on board cameras, like, on the motorbikes. These guys flog. They are lunatic. They flog these bikes in this. It's basically like a countryside village, right? And there's brick, like, brick walls that have, like, the people's uh, fences, cliffs, trees. It's fucking insane. People die in this race, like, regularly. And then, so, people who don't even care. Good good, good year. Again, the the people who banned Grid Girls in Formula One were not fans of Formula. They don't care about Formula One. They're no. not interested in it. They're just they We now have an a professional class whose job it is is to be self appointed, go around and just stomp on things that they don't like. Right? As as you pointed out, I guarantee bold frame glasses. Bold frame glasses every single time, Green. Nice, so. 
they've now moved on to this Isle of Man TT race. And again, they're not motorsport fans. They don't fucking watch it. They're not interested. They're trying to ban it because it's quote unquote too unsafe. Yet everyone who chooses to do it wants no. to be there. They we know it's unsafe. It. They, they That's why do they're doing it. That's why they're doing it because it's unsafe. That's yeah. their thrill. That's how they get off. Now it's mm-hmm. you get off. You know, if you're trying to ban this race, you're the kind of person who gets off and starts flicking their bean when they get a, an account <laughs> when they get an account suspended on Twitter, Greeno. <laughs> You know, that's what gets you off. And I don't want to take that away from you. Please go report. I want you to be happy. But just leave the Isle of... Let the suicidal motorbike riders risk life and limb for our entertainment. You know, once upon a time, Greeno, we used to feed slaves to lions in coliseums. Now, we can't go back to that way, but we still need to get a little bloodlust sometimes, don't we? Well, why can't we? Why can't we? Gladiator was one of the biggest selling films. What? 20 years ago now? 20 years ago. Like, there's still, there's still that kind of, like, you know, audience for, for, for the Coliseum, Lions, those kind of things. I took my son to the zoo the other week and fucking... Throw, throw a kid line. in there. Throw a slave that in line. there. Yeah, yeah I would have fucking wouldn't have minded a bit of a, a, bit of a gnaw. Yeah. <laughs> I say, Greeno, the whole world is trying to make sport. They, 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 uh, the whole world is going off on their... Uh, being safe, Greeno. Everyone wants more safety. Safety, safety, oh, safety, mate, safety, I, I safety. Something, I was watching something the other day and people were talking about, like, the, the people were outraged about NFL and, you know, concussions and all that. And they were literally asking the legitimate question, how long before the NFL has to turn into flag football? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, 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 I want to say I don't believe it, but I do. Yeah, like it was a legitimate sport show. They're like, look, we need to work about safety Jeez. concerns here. Like, you know, uh, with, with all with right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday night. It's Friday night flag football. We are here with the Washington football team and the inoffensive Chicago team. They're playing flag football tonight. Nobody gets injured. Of course, nobody touches each other, and there's nobody watching either. Yeah, nobody watching because no one cares. It's it's you need. I think we need to go backwards. I, I think you've you've stumbled on something there. If we can find a way to bring back that Coliseum line, yes. Well, I just feel like they're all going towards more safety. How about we start making things less safe? Why not? Why can't we try that? Is the popularity of UFC? So there's the bloodlust out there. Mm. Of like, we want to see people fuck each other up. They do. People and, really and want to see no that. Concern yeah. for you know their bodies, their their health, their futures. Yep. Fuck that. We want to see that. We'll pay to see it yep. on pay per view. And it's one of the biggest selling sports in the world at the moment in, in the UFC. I mean, the last um, one we had. I want to see man versus beast, Greeno. The last thing we had, sort of in that realm, was the bullfighting. But they put a stop to that. What about ten years yeah, ago? Yeah, can't have that either. Dangerous. Too dangerous. Sir. Too dangerous. But he wants yeah. to be there. He wants yeah, to be in there. The bullfighters want to be there. That's right. This whole push towards safety, Greeno, is getting out of hand. I saw a uh, a story earlier before, Greeno. We have a segment. uh, segment. We have a music festival here in this country, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, called, is it Splendor in the Grass, Greeno? Splendor in the Grass. Are you talking about the fact it got cancelled? It got cancelled. Now, now, here's the thing, right? So there was a bit of rain and there was some mud at the site. And they came out and said, all right, so people lined up for 12. It's a very popular festival, this thing, right? I've never been... been it's been cancelled for the last three years due to COVID. COVID, so people were, people right. were like champing at the bit to fucking go to this festival. Forked over hundreds and hundreds of dollars, got their camp, got their campsites ready, yep. all good to go. Yep. 
Yeah, and lined up for 12 hours and then upon being let in, then got told the performance was would be cancelled because it was too unsafe because of the mud. And I thought, well, that's a great call because we all know that nobody's ever had any fun in a field with mud taking drugs, watching music. That's nice, never happened. No, that's, nobody's ever had fun in that scenario. And thank you for keeping me safe. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great? Were, were they wearing masks in the line though, sir? Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean... That would that would be the site. So all like you know, everyone's off their tits, you know, taking yeah. LSD and drinking themselves into a frenzy, and they're all fucking yeah. each other. And it's splendor in the grass. That's what you do there, right? Yeah. And get fucked up. Get and fucked up. Get down. Yeah. That's exactly right. Get fucked up and get down. And yeah. you know, some some guy. That's the tagline of this show. Get, get fucked, fucked up, up and get, get down. down. Uh, but then, Greeno, how would you be then if you were you're about to get your groove on? You've You've popped your first couple of pills, right? Yeah. You've had your first couple of bongs back, you know, in the car. You're right, you're Sorry. kicking in. You drank your six bourbon and cokes on the way to the place, so you're buzzing yeah. already. You're ready to go, and you want to go in and get. You're gonna watch yourself some fucking Grinspoon or something, and it's gonna be a good afternoon. No, we're gonna rock on, man. Might even, you know, get some pussy later. Who knows? Yeah. The world is your oyster. Come to, come to my tent, ladies. Yeah, all of that's going through your head, and then some fucking wanker in a in a an orange vest and a hard hat comes up to you and says, whoa, whoa, holding a clipboard, Greeno. Says, no, 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 look, we're going to have to shut this whole thing down. It's too unsafe. You might slip over. Nice, Gary. Might slip over in the mud, and we can't have Uh, that. To to be fair, I'm looking at this lineup. Mm, No one good. There are no no, good bands anymore. You got got Flume on Friday. Midnight Oil, who haven't been relevant for 30 years. I'd still go and watch Midnight Oil, like just Uh, just for the nostalgia. Yeah, King of the Mountain. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Petite Biscuit. Okay. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Saturday, Saturday's headlined by The Strokes. Okay. I've heard of them. They're pretty famous, aren't they? Sunday is headlined by Tyler, the creator. Who gives a fuck? I'd never heard of him. Mm. Uh, and then Grinspoon is like 12th on the, on the card. On, on Sunday. Well, I just knew I knew that was the one band that I could because they play every that, festival in this that country. Is literally, I'm, I'm looking, there's literally 60 bands here, right? Is Frenzel I'm, Rom on the list as well, Greeno? I'm, I'm, I'm going through. I'm looking at the names I recognize. <laughs> so I know Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil. I know Baker Boy. Mm. I know. No, 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 no. I know The Strokes, I know Violent Soho, I know Tim Minchin. This is like a three-day festival. So this is like I'm on halfway through day two and I can name four people. Uh, still nothing, still nothing. Uh, Grinspoon on day three. I know G-Flip just because she's annoying and that is it. Okay. So out of out of three days worth of festival, I probably know six people. Which one, I guess, shows my lack of current musical knowledge. Mm. Uh, secondly, all the more reason I have no issue with this fucking venue being cancelled. <laughs> well, we did them. They did them a favour then. Mm. So they're too stupid to know. So they forked out, you know, the hundreds of dollars to be there, not realizing that there was shit bands, and somebody came out and said, "No, no, we're closing it down. It's too unsafe. Just to slip over in the mud." <laughs> Uh, Speaking of not knowing people, Greeno, um, this was an interesting one. You sent this through. Uh, Joy of Pessy tweeted this out. Urge to simp is strong. Lana Del Rey just came out against furries and called them gross. The issue I have with this is, Greeno, I know what a furry is, right? 
I know mm-hmm. I understand furries, been talking about them for years. I'm well aware of what furries are. I have no can idea explain, who can Lana. To our, can you explain to our listeners though what a furry is? Oh uh, well I can, but I have no idea who Lana Del Rey is, Greeno. So for me, the furries are higher up on the totem pole than Lana Del Rey is, because I don't know who she is. What does she do? Uh singer, I believe. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Uh <laughs> once again, falls into that splendor in the grass. Like Is she on the list? Room? No, she's not on the list. Okay. Um, now, Splendor in the Grass, a muddy field would be bad if you were a furry because you'd get all that mud sticking to your fur, Greeno. Can we explain the furries, though? That's what, that's what I'm asking about. Like, the furries are people who like to dress up in in kind of like certain costumes, yes. furry per se, yep. and, and uh, make love in, in said costume. Yes. And, and there's a constant debate because... I, I, you know, a large section of the broader community believes that the whole reason that the furry thing exists in the first place is because of the sexual angle. Like there wouldn't be a furry community if they weren't having furry sex with each other. And yeah. then the furries themselves say, no, it's not about that at all. It's about self-expression and all the usual mm. kind of lines. Now you make yeah. your own decisions, Greeno. I don't know where you yeah. might fall on that, you know, on that debate. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-furry. Okay. Um, except if they get knocked up, then I'm I'm anti-pro-choice. Yeah. Who's going to look after this stuff. little fox here? You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like if you if that little seed, uh, we don't want we don't expand the furry furry group if we can. If you uh, impregnate um a fellow furry greeno whilst under the guise of your furry persona, does your human form still have to pay child support? Fair call, fair call, because uh, once again, we don't want to uh, unfairly uh, align no. with, with a gender or uh, a species when it comes to, to these kind of things. Well, we can't, like. assume, we can't assume that the person is human. What if they, they might identify? They might, they might identify as, as a furry. furry. If they identify as a furry, then we've got to treat them as a furry. I don't, I don't know if child support law yeah. applies to both uh, furries and humans. I'm actually a furry. I'm actually a furry like 100% of the time. And when mm. I put on my costume, I put on the business suit. And yeah. that's me, you know, acting out. That's a character. Oh. It's a character. Yeah, the so character that goes nine to five and pays the mm. bills and, you know, takes the car to the car wash. That's just the character yeah. I'm playing. But when I'm actually in my furry costume, uh, having sex with other furries, yeah, that's actually me. That's my real yeah. self. Karina. If uh, if the furry person doesn't vote, do they cop a 50 buck fine? That's a good question. Does, mm. does the furry have to register? Well, yeah, I think so. If you identify as a furry and uh, as like, you if it's like a nine, nine to five, on, I'm Jim Bob, but, mm. you know, 5, 5 p.m. afterwards, I do my best work after dark. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I identify as something else. Yes. Well, I feel like you've got two different identities, mm. so you probably need to register for voting twice, uh, and probably need to pay double tax for that matter. But you know, I imagine, I imagine the 5 p.m. after probably doesn't earn an income. So that's true. Yeah. Like so, he's, he's probably going to mooch off the the government teat. Yeah. So the furry is actually being supported. Like the 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 costume is supporting the furry now at this point. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. So you're just doing a gig in the suit. Dangerous. Yeah. Could be dangerous. Very dangerous, Greeno. Um. Question for you, sir. How much would you pay to go see Elton John? Um. Zero. Zero. Not an Elton fan. I don't mind him, but he's had his day. I don't want to go to a funeral. That's why I don't want to see Elton play. I was looking because he, he's still on a fair little tour. He, I was thinking about like you know, oh, who died. 
I went on like a you know, rabbit hole there during that segment where we were talking about, I was like, oh, I saw Elton was playing after the Splendor of the Grass, blah, blah, blah. And 349 for the best tickets for Elton, 149 for like the shitty tickets. That's not bad wow. for Elton's farewell tour <clears throat> in Australia. So you can save a dollar a day for a year and go yeah. see Elton John play. Yeah. Imagine showing up with 365 gold coins and just slapping them, <laughs> slapping them down on the table at Ticket Tech. Did, did I see something recently that they, they're starting to ban the coins? Like they're getting rid of the Probably. five cent piece? Probably. Um, oh, no, they want to get rid of all the hard currency. They want everything to be digital. Yeah, digital we, currency, yeah we, we can't have that because then no. you'll never have Like they'll just freeze assets and that's dangerous. Exactly. Um, yes, that's right. Why do you think they want to do it? <laughs> exactly. That's hey, Greeno, we saw that you were mocking uh, the government on Twitter there. We think you might be a potentially uh, yeah, a person yeah, sure. of interest. Uh, mm. So we're just going to hold on to your money for a while so you can't leave the country or anything like that while we investigate you. And there's nothing <laughs> you can do. Yeah, exactly. Where the fuck am I going, by the way? I don't leave my house. <laughs> well, you know. In theory, you know. In theory, yeah. yeah. But it's as a, I said, yeah. You back to yeah. Take fifty dollars and fuck off, then. Okay. That's why I've got wads of cash kind of lying around the house, yeah. just for the fun of it, just in case, like emergency money. Rolls. Yeah. Rolls of, of, of bank bills, gold, gold billion. Gold if you billion. <laughs> you say you got bars, gold bars, bars in the house. Yeah, just, you know, in the fridge. Just uh, in the fridge. Just, I, at least in the freezer, I would put them. You know. Fridge is fine, keeps them chilled. Yeah, Not a fan of burying in the backyard, Greeno? Too risky. Uh, too risky. Yeah, too much too much water, mate. Too much rain. Can't have that. Yeah, well, they'd be they'd be up on the surface by now, wouldn't they? Exactly. With all the water. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good time to go to a break. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Forty-five <laughs> enough. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care. Put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out.
with less than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. MySpace. The um, MS Teams was fully down globally yesterday. Was it really? What time? It was. It was, uh, it was kind of like middle of the day, but like it just goes to show how dictated we are by certain uh, companies and technology. Yeah. And my company couldn't communicate with each other for like four hours yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you know, corporate sabotage is real and it happens. Yeah. And if, you know, I'm not obviously not endorsing, not that anyone has the power to do this kind of thing unless you're a certain, unless you're a certain, say, uh, dictatorial nation in the vicinity, perhaps you might have that capacity, but we, I, don't, I certainly don't. Um, but you know, that's, if you wanted to cripple like a competitor, let's say like there's one big day, let's say it's trading day or something green or some big stock day or some big float of some company or whatever. If you take down the other guy's communications, just one app like teams, all of a sudden their whole business grinds to a halt for four hours. It's you win. You're in front, you get the deal, you know? I'm amazed uh, that that, that doesn't happen more often, to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah, expected. Like, it was a global outage. It was kind of weird. But at the same time, like, it was very convenient for me because I had a upper manager trying to arrange a meeting with me and had a reason to not reply. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Teams is down. Wait, you how did didn't get it? Yeah. You should have just carried that through the rest of the day, too. Like, oh, no, yeah. they're writing to you on Teams and you're replying to them on Teams going, no, Teams is still down. Sorry. Can't do anything nah, about she, it. Sorry. Sent me an email and said, I'm like, ah, oh, uh, no. this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was no good. Uh, it was an interesting meeting where I was basically uh, my boss's 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 boss was asking me what what I should like what we, they should do. And I'm like, why are you asking me? I've got no fucking authority here. But yeah. I'm going to tell you anyway. No, like just no. I mean, no. No. So, uh, uh. <laughs> but it was just kind of like the mentality of like, well, hopefully she doesn't ask me again. Like trying to set up future precedent. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, you're not going to get anything out of me, so this is good. Like, mm. we're going to nip this in the bud now. We're going to nip it in the bud early. It's nice. It- it's nice when upper management asks your view on something because they obviously respect you, what you do, and your perspective from where you are in the business. But at the same time, uh, a part of you also doesn't want to take responsibility for anything either. So you're kind of like, well, if this is a really big decision, I don't really want to have any say in it because you feel like they might be hanging me out to dry here, you know? If it goes tits up, it's my name on the fucking ticket. No, it was was an interesting dynamic because it was basically asking me a question that my boss had already asked me Hmm. and I'd said, tell him no. And she's like, all right, I'll tell him no. So she told him no. And then they asked me, what do you think? And I'm like, no. No. So it became full circle. So it was like my my original message went to my boss. My boss sent that message to this boss. This boss then came back to me. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, <sighs> what I told my boss. <laughs> Why are we doing this circle again? Yeah. Like I feel like it, it's a very vicious circle. It's amazing uh, how many of these little email circles happen, isn't it? Because, you know, it's constant palming off, Greener. <laughs> like, no, no, hey. got to send it to this department. No, it's got to go to that department. Is it? This was, email's been through seven inboxes by the time it gets to you. <laughs> it was 20 minutes of my day I could have got back. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> like, I, we'd already laid, like, everything I said as to why I said no were already laid out in my boss's email. Because mm. I said, look, tell them X, Y, and Z. Yep. So she wrote him going, it's no for X, Y, and Z. Yep. And she emailed that, and then that, my boss, that boss emailed this boss, and then this boss asked me, what do you think? And I just told him, 
X, Y, and Z. And she's like, okay, well, you know, that sounds about right. I'm like, well, you should fucking read the first email. I'm going to be winner. Let's say 20 minutes here. Nice, Gary. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Makes you pray for a team's team. outage, doesn't it? Mate, sorry, your team's outage was great yesterday. I didn't reply to anyone. Yeah. Uh, also, I had someone message me this afternoon, late in the Arvo, like 3.30 on a Friday. You Oof. know my roommate, 4 o'clock, I'm out. Yep. But Friday Arvo, you might as well pretend I'm not there because I'm not. Like, I'm mm. fucking, I'm there, but I'm not there. Yeah. Um, I'll do I'll do the pointless like paper shuffling shit, but I don't want to do anything serious. So he's like, mate, uh, I've got, got a serious issue. Do you want to deal with it Friday afternoon or Monday morning? I'm like, well, what do you think? Obviously. You know, no, I want to do it now, mate. I said Monday morning, mate. Don't fucking like like or ask someone else. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, always an option. Yeah. Uh, the crazy, crazy notion. Don't ask me. You know my answer is gonna be don't bug me on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I live with the professionalism that I do. In my job. I have. I've got a little story time for you, Grant. I like yeah, stories you. about pinatas. You know how you can have like these passive-aggressive relationships via email with people <laughs> in different organisations. Oh boy, do I ever! And you both know that you're both engaging in this passive-aggressive activity, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's like it's almost chivalrous. You know how like two knights jousting would it would have to be fair? They both have to have the same joust, and they both they've got to be on equal terms, Greeno. So yeah. it's it's a fair fight, you know what I mean? And everyone kind of plays by the passive-aggressive email rules. Like, you don't yeah. go too far, but you are trying to constantly needle and undermine in the most pleasurable way possible, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Right? So I've had this relationship with one of these people for, I don't know, going on six months now, and it started off poorly for them because they were very rude to me up front. And you know what that – you know what I'm like? It's very – like – I'm a, I'm a very easygoing person. Like, you can pretty much say and do whatever. But it's mm -hmm. like, if you're unnecessary, like, if you try to big dick me, for example, you know? Yeah. And there's kind of like, throw so, like, I had this thing where someone from another, another company is kind of trying to tell me what to do. And <laughs> that's how our relationship started. And so, I, unfortunately, I had to, in the most polite, you know, polite way, put them in their place and basically like say, look, this isn't my thing. This is your contract. So, you know, in the nicest possible way, I basically said, you're an idiot because you're asking me to argue your contract for you, which is, yeah. you know, <laughs> pretty unprofessional, right? Like considering we're from yeah. a different company. And, <laughs> right? and since then it's been very cold and, and sweaty and, and what have you. And we yeah. had this situation today where there was a time limit set. There was a deadline. Let's just say the deadline is like two o'clock in the afternoon, right? This particular okay. thing, this document must be in place by two o'clock in the afternoon. And we had been chasing this guy for like a day and a half for this document. And mm -hmm. he was fully aware that like the cutoff was at 2 p.m. I get an email at 1.55 p.m. Greener. Nice, Gary! 1.55. Now, now, we still have to take this thing to somebody else and have it cleared and then get something else and then go back to make this 2 p.m. It's not like you hand me the thing and it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, now we can do the work, right? Mm -hmm. 1.55. I end up getting this thing out and done five minutes past two, right? Ten minutes. Nice. Ten minutes. And I, and I reply to this guy and I'm like, hi, um, unfortunately, we are five minutes past your deadline. So can you please, you know, confirm if this is all okay? And a smiley face. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah. like these passive aggressive. So, but I ended up winning, right? Because I'm like, this guy's clearly trying to fuck me here. And yeah, you've done your job. That's the important thing. Like, you've right. still done what you need to do to get across the line. That's right. And so we won the day in the end, even though it was five. He 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 could take the attitude right if we miss this deadline and say, "Well, I sent it to you before too. 
You know what I mean? So I could see I could see it being set up that way. You know what I mean? I could sense it coming. So we got it done at five past and we we were allowed in, you know, past the cutoff basically. And, um, you know, not a single word. Not a, and I thought I just chalked it up. Another passive-aggressive email victory, Greeno. I, I like you. stories That's about funny. pinatas. Uh, where are we up to? Oh, we got a, Cameron Smith. Fucking nice, Gary. To Cameron Smith, the uh, latest nice, PGA Gary. Tour winner. Well, not PGA Tour winner, fucking a major winner. For, major for winner. That's right. British um, Open, baby. Yeah, St. Australia. Andrews, the home of golf. My favourite course to watch because it's so nice. 150th uh, Open Championship as well. And uh, he won it. <laughs> and the 150th um, running of the world's most famous and oldest golf tournament at the like what people call the home of golf, like the mm-hmm. first golf course. And it was won by this guy with this mullet. He looks like yeah. he, he looks like he's lining up to see a rose tattoo fucking cover <laughs> band at, at Rudy Hill RSL on a Thursday, yeah. Greeno. <laughs> the kind of guy I'm gonna dodge because I reckon he's gonna like hit me up for a smoke. I'm like, nah, hey bro, hey bro, but- you got a fucking got a fucking dirty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> help, help, help me out, man. Help me out. Yeah, yeah mate, right. fucking, fucking blew all me play in the fucking pokies, mate. You got a sicky, bras? You got a sicky, bruh? <laughs> I reckon this guy, if he puts his mind to it and he works really hard and he aims really high, Greeno, he could have a future imitating uh, the great John Daly one day, I think. He could, yeah, big, big long John. You know who he reminds me of? Cam Smith, this golfer who won the tournament. He reminds me of the lead singer of that. That fucking band that sings, we're on Smoko, so leave me alone. We're on Smoko. <laughs> remember that? Do you remember that fucking band? I know that band. Uh, the Chats, isn't it? The Chats. That's it. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Yeah. He looks like the lead singer of The Chats. I'm it on Smoko. Smoko. Uh, well done, him. Eight under in the final round to, to Ridiculous, uh, get man. It. One stroke victory against Cameron Young, I think, who eagled on the last or yeah. second last. Yeah. It was eagled on the last to make it a one stroke game. So he had to sink apart from about four foot to to keep that lead. Rory, who missed about six parts mm-hmm. by a, a, the equivalent across those six parts, he was maybe four inches off winning the tournament. Like yeah. every part. Just missed the cup. Just missed the cup. And he had six or seven of them that would have been the difference, but didn't. Kansas and that's what it takes, you know. In the back line too in, in the final day of the tournament. That's that's what that's what makes and breaks these big tournaments. It's all about the fucking inches, you know what I mean? It's yeah. all about those millimetres. And people were bagging Rory McElroy out just because of the nature of the way it finished. People were bagging him out saying he choked. He still shot like two or three under. He still had a good round, you know. He like, finished 18 under for the tournament. I know. He played a really good tournament. It's just that Cam Smith was possessed on the back nine or whatever. Ha- Cam Smith on. had the greatest round of golf. That's ever happened. The final round's ever happened. He finished 20 under for the tournament, That's which I nuts. think is the equal lowest or the lowest ever yeah. at, at that course in the British Open. Yeah. Um, it, it took it took history to beat Rory. Rory's been in amazing form. Oh yeah, because um, it's not uncommon at the British Open for the best. And I remember distinctly Tiger Woods there winning it once with like one under, and everyone yeah. else was like three over, four over. Because yeah. if the wind kicks, if you happen to get it on a windy weekend, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. You can't play because it's just an. It's basically. St Andrews is not um like the courses you have in the United States with like manicured and tree lines down the sides of the fairways and it's all very kind of in front of you it's just an open field basically 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, you're just completely at the whim of the elements. There's nothing blocking the wind or anything. There's nothing. It's just an open field. You wouldn't even know where you're fucking hitting it half the time. Yeah. You know, there's there's all these little hills and undulations on every fairway. So the ball's rolling in fucking any direction it wants to half of the time. It's a really yeah. difficult course, you know, to hit 20 under on. That's insane. But it it's must not. have been perfect, perfect, perfect golf conditions. Oh, it was. Like, it, there were so many people that far under par. It wasn't funny. So yeah. it was just the perfect time for golf. But I saw this stat uh, this year. This is how good Rory In majors, he has defeated 97% of the competition across all majors. Wow. Yet he didn't win one of the majors. Well, there you go. Like, that's just, just been a freakish year. There or thereabouts, he's playing great golf. He's been there or thereabouts in the PGA Tour as well. But just like he shoots, he shoots eighteen under and, and winners twenty under. He like, shoots eighteen under and finishes third. He finished third <laughs> because some dude hit a fucking eagle on the last. Oh, wow. Passed it. <laughs> like should have been second, but uh, unlucky. But congratulations yeah. to the the latest Australian. Who was the last one? Would have been at uh, Jason Day, wouldn't it? Jason last major winner. Day, yeah. Either him or Smith, wouldn't it be? No, Smith hasn't won a major before. Ah, uh, no, not Smith. Pardon me. Ah, uh, uh, Scott. Scott. Adam Scott. Yeah. Nah, Probably Jason Day is the last one uh, yeah, compared to Scotty. Right. Scotty hasn't won it since 2012, 2013. Right. Um, that's the Masters. I think was Scott's last major. Mm. Um, I know Leishman. I think Leishman may have had one after that. Perhaps. That's true. That's true. I uh, think, but I think Jason Day was the, the most recent. Um, he won the US PGA. US Open. US Open. Yeah. Right yeah. on. So, yeah, congratulations there to, to Cam Smith. And then in the press conference after, the questions were, are you going to go to the Saudi Rebel Tour? And it's like, he, and credit to him. He's just like, mate, you're seriously asking me that question? Let's run the fucking British Open, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, they're journalists. They don't know what they're doing. They're hyenas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why don't you have a nice Gary Greeno? Oh, you said this to VJ Singh. Uh, I don't know where VJ. I don't. VJ would have played because he plays in every major because he's invited to all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But. I don't know if he made the cut or not. VJ hasn't every, he's one of those guys who like every few, three or four years, he gets really high up on a card on the last day and he might win it, you know, but his best days are well behind him. Uh, he mm-hmm. tweeted this out, thinking of growing a mullet now. <laughs> just, just funny. <laughs> guys, Fantastic. He doesn't, doesn't he look good? He does. He looks good in a mullet, VJ. It really, it really does suit him. <laughs> like I'd love to see him rock up. Yeah. Long John Daly style. Yeah. Big fat blonde mullet. Uh, Durry out of the mouth. Yep. Uh, cans of, of Diet Coke because you got you know health first. Yeah, bodies. Uh, your body's your temple. Body's your temple. <laughs> quick, uh, quick dick move slash story time. You, I like Some, stories yeah, about pinatas. Matty Johns does this like face to face show, and sometimes he has even like semi interesting guests. Okay. Um, so he wants Masters. to be the new Andrew Denton or something, doesn't he? Sort of, yeah. Like it was Roy Masters, like that old West Tigers coach or a thing. Oh, famous um, Roy Masters, football yeah, caller, like, uh, columnist as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, spot on. Yeah, but it was right after many years with Sydney Morning Herald after he yeah. stopped doing uh, coaching. He was so, he uh, was basically Mister Football in like sixties and the seventies and the eighties, wasn't he, Roy Masters? Yeah, he, he certainly was. Yeah, yeah. like uh, those. There's West Tigers teams of the 80s that yeah. you Tommy remember, Radonikus like, and all that yeah. kind of stuff, like the slapping in the face. He was the coach at the time. Yeah. Um, so there was even with him, and I thought, oh, look, I'd be intrigued, interested to see kind of like, you know, my masters talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So, uh, seven, sorry, uh, quick answer to your question. Se- tied 79th, VJ Singh. VJ Singh, there you go. So he did make hey. the cut, though. 
Actually, no, sorry, Vijay Singh British Open. Oh, no, this is a fucking different course. Sorry, my oh. apologies. That's the seniors tour. He's tied 79. Oh, so he, he didn't play any Open then? He didn't play. No, he was in the seniors tour. Okay, so there you go. But he's uh, one over after 14 at the moment. Oof. Okay. Fair in enough. the seniors tour, in the PGA centenary course. There you go. Uh, so oh, oh, what's that? Now, the, here's the thing with, with uh, and the issue I have with most kind of like footy, Footy shows in general, they like we talked about before. Aussie Buffy, Blokey, Larrikin, Aussie Matey, blah blah blah. Footy Barbie so, pissing the carby, mate. Yeah, spot on. So the start of the interview talks about like Roy as a kid hmm. and kind of like his early days and what he did as he was going through high school and that. Hmm. And Roy at that time was like he actually wasn't. He had nothing to do with footy. He wasn't a good footy player. Wasn't involved in footy. Hmm. But he went and became a school teacher. Right. So they were telling that story. I was a school teacher. Blah blah blah. And then it went from that to, oh, do you remember having beers in the pub with the boys? <laughs> nice, Gary. And it's like, what? Because Matty Johns has about? one gear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, anyway, they'll go back to like this gap, right? And it's like, tell us about Tommy, will you? Like, how, did Tommy like a drink? <laughs> go back to the drink again. It went on and it was, everything was about the drink. Everything's like, about how much piss did he sink? <laughs> And then I realized, because then they started talking about the future and, like, then he went to St. George and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so you had an interview with this guy. You failed to talk about how the fact he went from a school teacher mm. to being the head coach of the West Tigers and premiership contenders yeah. in the space of, like, 10 years. We're just going to ignore all that, but we know how many schooners Tommy had at the pub. <laughs> he used to love to have a couple of schooners. That were going nice, <laughs> Worst fucking interview I've ever seen. That's so true. I, it reminds me of, um, you know, Robert Craddock, the cricket writer. He once said yeah. about Bart Cummings, right, and this was very controversial at the time. He goes, I think that Bart Cummings is a very funny guy, but that people make him more funny than he actually is. And they yeah. were like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, because he's got this reputation as being such a funny guy, Bart Cummings, he can just say anything and people around him will go, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it was so controversial back in the time because everyone was like, "Oh, you can't, you can't crit." Remember, remember when Bart Cummings was basically like the Pope? Yeah, like he was just like you couldn't question him. Like everything was perfect. He was the best. Everybody loved him. And yeah, Robert Craddock was the only one to say, "Yeah, he's pretty funny, but he's not that funny." You know, like yeah. And it's the same thing with like Tommy Rodonicus, right? Yeah. And, you know, these kind of characters from the 80s and footy is like, oh, yeah, how much piss did they sink? Yeah, you know, it, it would just, you, you'd be thinking to yourself, wow, they were just on the booze all the time, right? Yeah. They, they couldn't even play football. They were too drunk all the time. We do the same thing with the cricketers as well when we look back. Yeah. But they weren't drinking, they weren't drinking all the time. No. You know, I was celebrating. used to be sober on Sunday half of the time yeah. at least. So it wasn't that. But once again, like, yeah, it's, it's, it, once again, it, just, it lacked any kind of point to an interview. Right. Now, that's kind of like, well, I still have no idea how the guy went from being a high school teacher yep. to being a footy coach because nice you just failed yeah. to ask any of that. You're just talking about schooners at the pub. Schooners at the um, pub with the boys. The boys. <laughs> you loved to drink, did you? You loved Tommy. Tommy, you loved to drink. Fucking didn't he? Didn't he? Green <laughs> Screeno, speaking of journalism. Buffy, 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 blokey, footy, piss in the carby. Uh, yeah. Speaking of journalists, Greeno, you sent this through. You're going to have to give me a bit of context on this from the Irish Daily Miller. Uh, Daily Miller. 
Michael Schumacher's family blasted for lies over F1 legend's condition after skiing accident. Are they protecting the image of their vegetableized um, family member, are they? How awful. Yeah, apparently. Fucking so, uh, scary. Oh, scary. <laughs> outraged. Outraged. Who's the, outraged? The Daily Mirror. Daily, uh, the Irish Daily Mirror. Like, who gives a fuck? Eh? It's not even lie. the Daily Mirror. It's the Irish yeah. Daily Mirror. Because the public deserve to know. Do they? they deserve to know every intricate detail. Can he? Can he? Can he piss for himself? Can he feed himself? And is he? Uh, is he flaccid? What's going on? Is he farted? What's going? On? Uh, what do his toenails look like? We need to know every single every single aspect of every single thing. Did, every you, single did you say is he flaccid? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, like we need to know these details, Damo, because otherwise it's a lie. Who, like this is fucking scumbag behavior. Like this family. Like that's it, why it I love the to... British tabloids, to be honest with you, because no, they are fucking, so trashy. They're so scummy. Like this family, uh, like for the most part, the media has been pretty respectful have, yeah. of the fact that. You know, Mark Schubert, he's a vegetable. He can't talk or anything. He just lies in a bed. You yeah, know. he lies in the bed and he's basically sitting there. And and yep. that is fine. But no one, like, everyone's kind of tried to show a bit of respect to the family until this. And I was just like, the, the Daily Mirror can go and get fucked because. Oh, you, again, you have to, the Irish Daily Mirror, Greener. Because there's Daily a Daily Mirror. Mirror and then there's the Irish Daily Mirror. And, yeah. I, you know, I would put it to you, 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 you said before, oh, the public needs to know. The, the public that reads the Irish Daily Mirror is only drunks who pick it up in a train, you know, in Dublin. Yeah. Green. Like, they're, they're the ones who pick, oh, look, I got the mirror, free free fucking yeah. newspaper, a free blanket while you yeah. ride the train, you know what I mean? That's who reads the Irish Daily Mirror. No one else gives a fuck. Fucking disgusting. Like, this, this poor guy and his family have suffered for a better part of it, like, 15 years now, not longer. Oh, longer, um, longer than that. It's got to be, like, near, what, 25 at least, doesn't it? No, wait, he was still driving in, like. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, 04, 05, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah. Probably about 15 years, but yeah, at the same time, like they're, they're dealing with like their father is no longer there, like in, in reality. No. They're gonna deal with that shit, like fucking disgusting, dick move. He was, uh, and it's, I hate stories like this too because, yeah, you know, like a little quick little story time. I like yeah, stories about pinatas. I'm not gonna fucking buy in a clickbait, yeah, just I screenshotted the screenshot. Nice, the I watched uh, the other day, Green. I never seen it before. Million Dollar Baby. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, it's. I fucking. Well, I was talking last week about how I was trying to like Cerebral. watch certain movies. I feel like I should watch that one. Is on my list. Oh, okay. Well, I won't spoil it then. But then, then you'll. Uh, now I can't really say what I was going to say. No, so. no, tell it then. No, because you're going to spoil the movie. I need to know. I don't need to know. No, you don't need to know. But it's. Yeah. The, the, it's I good. hate. I hate these watching. kinds. I hate these kinds of stories. You know what I mean? So that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, no, nice yeah. I'll watch it this week so you can talk about it next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're talking about uh, that. Staying on Formula One. Why don't we yeah. stick to Formula One? Toto Wolf Greener, who's the boss of Mercedes. <laughs> I can't but be- I love Germans sometimes because, you know, my mum's German. They just have such balls. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? To just say, so, say the no darndest things. Yeah. <laughs> Toto Wolf says Red Bull and Ferrari dominance could bore fans. No, <laughs> what a fucking prick. So Honestly. For our, so for our US listeners who don't understand much about F1, yeah. uh, the Mercedes team have, have basically made F1 a non-event for the better part of the last decade. Six years, seven where, years. Yep. Yeah. Like, I can't remember the last time I really watched F1 before the last couple of years. It was all just Mercedes. Mercedes and it was Mercedes. actually, it was worse than the Ferrari Schumacher years. 
Oh, 100% Because the Schumacher years had Mika Hakkinen and the Williams were good. You know, there was a bunch of cars. Yeah, 100%. Plenty of good, yeah, plenty of good racing out there. Just Schumacher was too good. But yeah, every now and then, like a, a every now and then, like an Ince Arald Frenson would pop up and get a podium in a Jordan or something. You know, it would happen. Where did Ince come from? That's fucking pretty good. Well done. Is it raining? No, no, no. Mine's is just up there. Fernando Alonso uh, was fucking flinging that Renault around sideways, around corners. It was okay. It was good. It was good racing. Yeah. But Mercedes ruined the sport to the point where me and you were fucking Gave fanatical up. F1 fans, yeah. uh, hence the term fan. But um, like for years and years and years since we were kids, and then Mercedes just ruined it for us to the point where me and you didn't watch F1 for, what, eight, nine years? Oh, no, not uh, that much. Uh, we would dip in and out. But I would say overall, like I would say that there's definitely like a four-year chunk there where I just didn't pay yeah. any attention whatsoever. Mercedes was just dominating. Yeah. Hamilton won every year. And it was either him and his teammate who won the championship no matter what. We used to do a huge uh, Formula One segment when this when we were actually doing a quote-unquote actual radio show about sports, right? We would do a big, huge Formula One segment. But I remember even back then, we, it started getting to the point where, uh, okay, so here's the Formula One segment this week. Did Hamilton win again? Yeah, okay, whatever. You know, And then we could talk about something else. Like didn't yeah. even didn't even want to know what happened in the race. Hamilton won again. Yeah, so bored bored us to death. But this is the first year that Mercedes. Don't get me wrong; they're still actually semi competitive. They're just not fighting for the championship. They're, they're, they're <laughs> third in the constructors' championship by only like thirty points or something. George Russell's finished all but one race in the top five. They're competitive. Yeah. Correct, and then Toto has the audacity, the farce, farce, farce. <laughs> Uh, to say this shit, <laughs> where it's like, oh, like I think people will get bored by that. No, man, we mean for this. This has been great. Like I know, uh, realistically, the Verstappen and the Red Bull this year way quicker overall than the Ferrari. Yeah. But at least Ferrari is competitive, and, and like Charles, if Charles didn't have like engine if, failure, if, mechanical if failure, no if we had no DNFs, right? Yeah. Max probably finishes the first two races and finishes one or two. Mm-hmm. But then there's another couple of races where Charles probably win, wins those two races as well. Oh, three. So I reckon at least three where he was in a commanding position yeah. and the car just blew up. So I think overall, like, we've finally got a little bit of parity between, like, yeah, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari and Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. Like, those those cars are pretty much like for like. This is the first year in forever. Like, I know last year was a close championship, but there was a lot of DNS, a lot of, a lot of fucking around. This is just wheel-to-wheel racing and, and like, genuine pace of both cars. Mm. Um, it's generally exciting. And Toto has the audacity to go back, like, oh, we'll be bored by this. No, nah, man, I'm fucking, I'm watching every race well, this year, bro. Like, the actual the, exciting stuff. The actual Actual quote, Greeno, is even worse. It's it's races have less entertainment because there's too much performance gap between teams. <laughs> this has been That's your job though. That That's happened. not our fault. That's your yeah. job, Toto. And Toto's been going around, this fucking prick, this this lanky German prick, he's been going around the formula. He wants everybody else to have to change their cars to make his yeah. better, believe yeah. it or not. Like they've yeah. actually been lobbying Formula One. Well, maybe we should make the other cars slower. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 mate. That's you not the way it fucking it. works. Have a look at this reply, by the way, Greeno, because we're about to debut a new segment on the show. It's very exciting. But before we do, I want to show you this reply. The top reply here under this story, some fucking pillock. I speak for everyone when I say we want Mercedes dominance back. <laughs> no. You dick. 
And it, I guarantee that guy's got three followers. Uh, he might do, but he's he's getting nicely ratioed anyway. That's the main thing. Ah, quality ratio. Um, but to Toto's point, though, mm. literally the last race was the best F1 race I've seen. Yeah, it was good. In better part of a decade. Like, overtake Central. The Haas like, is greeno. The Haas! The Haas? <laughs> it's a Haas! <laughs> That, that last race, so you obviously you went back and watched the replay. I didn't want to do any spoilers, mm. but like I, for some reason, I was up that night and I just watched the whole race. I must have been actually, no, that's when I was crook. So, like, I, I was like, I, no, I the next day, I was day. like, six laps to go. This is some of the best racing I've seen for years in Formula yeah. One. That, that kind yeah. of three or four lap chunk, there was three of them going at each other. No, I'm talking about the race after that. Ah, right, yep. Yeah, the race, I, that, that race was solid as well. And that's kind of further to our point of mm. like the last couple of races, the whole season's been amazing. But yes. literally the last race, the one at uh, Red Warring. Yes. Like from lap one to lap, on. yeah. lap 76 or whatever it was, there was fucking overtakes all through the field. You didn't know who was going to finish top 10. You didn't know who was going to win the race. You didn't know who was going to finish on the podium. And then fucking uh, Sainz's engine blew, and you're like, fuck, is Leclerc going uh, to get to the end? And then he's complaining about his pedal. And you're like, what do you mean the fucking pedal's got? Oh, I can't feel the brake. What do you mean you can't feel the fucking brake? It was, it was all over the shop. Most that- exciting racing. But Toto, apparently. Very boring. And I, I'm yeah. so glad that Formula One's back at that circuit. Like the Formula One 2021 green, you know, I've got the the wheels set up and the pedals and everything. Yeah, here, right? yeah, yeah. That track is by far the most fun to drive in the game. I, and yeah. I don't know, it just feels fast. You know what I mean? And it it, track, you, you feel tree. like you're always in it too. Like I know watching the race. Yeah, yeah, DRS and all that. It's actually yeah, more fun in the Formula Two in the game because the Formula yeah. Two have like, they're a little bit slower, yeah. but they have like it's more it's more raw. Like there's not they don't have all the traction control and all the whiz bang that the Formula Ones do. So it's a little bit more go karty, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And but it is the most fun track to race in that game, and you just always feel like you're you're in it. You you always feel like oh you could you you ride on the back of someone. You always feel like you can get them because it's just such a fast flowy, and it feels like it's over in a second. You know, it's very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, but then when you watch real life, they were saying, oh, well, there's not that many overtakes here and it's hard to overtake. And it was like, well, hang on a minute. They were going nuts. <laughs> they <laughs> they were having I, a I fucking the, ball out there, I reckon. Yeah, I watched the F2 race as well because it was oh, like – So much fun, the F2s. As well, that thing was a circus. I was disappointed because I was pumped because, like, Jack Dillon was pretty high up. Yep. And then uh, Callum oh, – I can't remember the dude's surname. Is it Callum Williams? Yeah. The other Aussie in, in the field. Uh, it was about 10th or 11th at the starting grid. And then they had the wrong tyre strategy. So the two Aussies ended up at the back of the field after the first pit stop. But the racing itself was sensational. I'm like, oh, this F2 is pretty good. I've got to watch a bit more of this. And then the F1 lived up to that as well. So, yeah, no, it was definitely when I was sick because I was laying in bed mm. and I'd been sleeping all day. So I'm like, why the hell was I up to one in the morning? I, I kind of feel I feel kind of sorry for the kid who won it last. Is it Oscar Pastorius or what is Oscar that? Story. Pastori? Uh, Pistorius? Nah, because who's the fucking the South African dude that killed his wife? Oh, no, no. That's awesome story. Is it? I think it's Pistorius. It's something similar to that anyway. He won the Formula 2 championship last year. And, you know, hooray, his prize is this year he gets to be a reserve slash test driver for one of the Oscar Piastri. Piastri, thank you. Yeah. Uh, So his prize for winning the Formula 2 championship last year was he gets to be a, you know, a, a, a... test slash reserve driver for a Formula One team, right? Oh, but that's yeah. 
Alpine. But that's actually, I don't know if I would want that prize because he basically misses out on a competitive drive now. And all Mm -hmm. the people he beat in Formula 2 last year are now, you know, out there impressing people, making sponsors, racing, they're keeping their eye in, and he's kind of sitting on the sidelines, you know what I mean? That's a shitty prize, I reckon. I don't know if I'd like to do that. Well, I think uh, there's whispers that he'll get a drive with Williams, I think it is, by the end of the year. Who are they going to kick out? Latifi. Yeah, Latifi, uh, because uh, Alpine and Williams have a good relationship. Ah, so so they're going to loan him out. Yeah, they're kind of like, we'll loan him out because, like, this guy, they're, they're basically setting up Oscar to be uh, Fernando's replacement when he retires. Mm. But Fernando's probably got another year in him, but they want him to get more track time. So they might do a loan deal to go, hey, go drive for Williams, get some experience in like, in F1 races. Williams and- would be all over it, all over that as long as they pay his salary <laughs> or at least half of it. <laughs> Which they do. So, like, we've seen that happen before. There's been a couple of loan deals, mm. uh, whether it be Williams to Mercedes and stuff, or, yep. like, Williams would just take anyone's cash. They will. Like, yeah, man, yeah. You, want, you want to fucking take it? Go for it. Go nuts. So, well, I mean, they, um, they let, uh, well, I was about to say they let Nicholas Latifi in there, but then I thought, well, he's not even as bad as Lance Stroll. Now, that is the perfect <laughs> example of somebody <laughs> buying a drive in Formula One, Lance yeah. fucking Stroll. Lance Stroll is the most useless driver who's ever sat in a Formula One car. He's fucking useless as tits on a bull. We we pointed out you were talking about the chat. I think it was you that said it, but you've read my mind, Cerebral, where it was like at least Takuma Sato was for entertaining while he was crashing. Oh, and, and, but he, Stroll is just boring while he crashes. I know. That I think what I said about Sato is at least he was fast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? He he was fast and reckless. Lance Stroll yeah. is slow and reckless. Like that's no good to anybody. <laughs> that's, that's that's terrible. Those are the two worst things. It, if you're going to be reckless, you have to at least be fast. Like I always think of Kevin Schwantz screener. He's my yeah. mental go-to when I think fast but reckless. Now okay. he was the perfect epitomization of that concept. He was. He was he would cra- he would either win it or crash. That was over the only two options, you know what I mean? And yeah. that was Takuma Sato. He would either be brilliant or he would crash <laughs> trying. <laughs> Cause he only had one way, and that was to go 110% all the fucking time. Exactly. And he'd take people out left, right, and center. And he I, I forget which driver it was. It was one of the one maybe like a Minardi driver or something. Remember when he took out like four or five people on one corner, Takuma Sato? Yeah. And they were interviewing him back in pit lane, and he's like in you know, in a weird accent, he's like, I, I don't know what they are thinking. We have a madman out on the track. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. Some fucking German guy at the back of the field. <laughs> I think they need to look Vettel. into this because they have a madman out there. <laughs> I, think, I think it was Vettel. <laughs> it might have been Vettel, actually. <laughs> oh, So good. Yeah. <laughs> I missed Takuma Sato. If he was a lunatic, he's like, hey, is, is Sumi going to crash tonight? Yes, he is. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, it was a safe at bet. <laughs> at least he's entertaining and doing it. That was the difference. Stroll is just fucking horrible. It's useless. Um <laughs> But um, surprisingly enough, he's finished the last four races since we uh, started betting on him to not. Yeah, what? If, again, he's just a he's just a galactic he's a prick. prick. <laughs> <laughs> he crashes. He crashes out of every single fucking race, and we're like, all right, we're going to start making money off this tit yeah. because he's reliable. <laughs> he's always going to put it in a wall, and then he just trundles around, comes last every race or thereabouts. You yeah. know, he's, he's run at the back. He's irrelevant. 
<laughs> but he's finishing now just to spite us. Just to spite us and fucking take five dollars out of us. It was no good. Uh, what are we up to? Uh, I want to yeah, do this one, Greeno. So we're doing a new segment. It just so happens to – it's not about Formula One, but on this occasion it's Formula One related. We're unveiling a new segment here on the show tonight. It's called Out of Context Twitter Replies. And I thought you'd appreciate this. So <coughs> pardon me. Bloomberg tweeted this out. F1 has always had a hard time finding a large US fan base, but it's finally found the secret. Uh, American, American Nazi, I, I guess they're talking about Italians, right? Italian Ferrari fans, maybe. So apparently that's the secret for Formula One to get into America. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then I found this reply and it says, Classified military documents, you will realise that the Chinese Communist Party is extremely evil to the extent that they hide their military facilities in downtown areas, kindergartens, schools, nursing homes, hospitals, and civilian residences. So the CCP uses the Chinese people as its shield. And I just thought, okay, there's a time and a place, though, isn't there? (laughs) I think that's Toto's, like, uh, Toto sexing it up. Yeah, Toto is doing the Mark Levy's out here. Yeah, <laughs> Toto doing Mark Levy's. He's like trying to distract. They're like, you know, big win for Red Bull and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he's like, no, 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 no. Chinese, Chinese Communist Party is yeah. need to be stopped. You need to stop. We need to stop the, stop the parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, no, we need to slow down the Ferraris. And, is, Toto, and, is Toto Kimi Raikkonen now? He's getting a little bit. He's yeah, getting like, I, can't do a, I can't do a good German. No. Uh, it's, it's no good. Now, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do something. We need to do something. There's a madman out there on the track. If I think of German accents, I, I think of like Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Stu. I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm like, it's like South African. All I got is a South African. I, I can do a South African accent, but I can only do it whilst saying South Africa. South Africa and diplomatic community. That's it. The diplomatic community. A grudge oh, is where you park your car. Car, exactly. Hansi. <laughs> John, John. There's a gorilla on the table. Let's go. <laughs> the word around the campfire is if I was, if you're a betting man. Uh, very good. Yep. Um, I know there might be a few people out there who might be tempted by the devil and have a little something <laughs> on Ricky Ponting to get the double done here today. Hey, give me a minute. No, John. <laughs> no, John. Hundred of forty. I can now that, that joke. All that joke is going completely over the oh, head yeah. of all yeah. of our American listeners. But it doesn't matter because no one's listening. I yeah. uh, wish I was dead, story, sir. Uh, yes, I wish I was dead. Again, another for- just very Formula One heavy show this week, but I thought we'd add this into the Formula One employees wish they were dead file that we've been collecting mm-hmm. since our, our trip to the Australian Grand Prix all those years ago. Mm-hmm. We've got ourselves another one here. F1 worker suffered racist and homophobic abuse, abuse while at Aston Martin, Greener. Nice, Gary! Uh, Aidan Lau, or Lowe, claims he was subjected to racist and homophobic abuse Ashton, 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 Aston Martin say his complaints were immediately acted upon and appropriate sanctions were imposed. And then there's a warning here, Greta. This article may be upsetting, offensive, and triggering to some readers. And I thought, well, I'll have me some of fucking that. Thank you very better much. Better listen. Better find out. Better find out what's so upsetting. 
A Formula One worker who was repeatedly racially abused by colleagues at the Aston Martin F1 team has told Sky News the sport has to do more to confront racism in, in motorsport. Aren't they doing enough? Nice, Gary! Well, I've, seen, I've seen 700 Black Lives Matter shirts. I've seen Lewis Hamilton yeah. wear it. Um, I remember the first, remember a couple of years ago, I'm going to say, and I was working nights and I was very excited because it was like, you know what, Greeno, I'm getting back into Formula One this year. <laughs> Do you remember really that? Is, yeah. and, I, yeah. and I thought, I'm going to get back into Formula One. It's been a few years, but they're bringing in new rules and all that kind of stuff. So I want to get into it before the new rules come in so I can find my feet again, you know, see where Ooh. everything's at. And the first race I tuned into live, it was obviously like one o'clock in the morning here. And I thought, you know what? I haven't watched any pre-race wank for years. And I do love a good, I do love to watch, you know, Martin Brundle walking up and down the pit lane, talking to people and getting in people's way and uh, Crofty out there, Greeno, you know, Crofty's Corner or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. He gets out there and talks about, I thought, I'm going to enjoy this. I mean, this is really good. I'll settle in, get a bag of chips, Greeno, and I'm going to watch the Formula One pre-race wank. And it was legitimately an hour and a half of some mindless fucking uh twit woman walking around to walking around asking everybody driver team owner sponsor other hosts what do you think formula one can do to solve racism nice gary hey hi sebastian uh, you, you were pretty fast this weekend. Yeah, we're pretty fast. We have, uh, you know, a good car. We are looking forward to some improvements coming very soon. But, you know, we give our best account of ourselves here. That's great. And what do you think about racism? <laughs> what do you th- do? Should F1 be doing more to fix racism? It was every single question was about yeah. what are we going to do about racism? How can we fix racism? How can we stop racism? And then I say this story. Oh, F1 needs to do more. No, you're doing more than enough. You yeah, are doing enough fixing yeah. racism. Uh, Aidan Loud, 25, who is mixed race and born in South Africa, worked as a laminator, building parts of the cars driven by Sebastian Vettel. Well, again, he's a laminator. He's not building the parts, right? No. The parts are built. He's basically putting the stickers on it. No, yeah, this guy, it's, it's like when you bring home your, your books like you, to mum yes. and she put the contact on. That's right. She put the clear cover on the book so it doesn't get dirty. That's, yeah. that's what he does to the parts of the formula. You write your name, you do all the work, you do, rule the margins, yep. but mum would sit there and go, okay, I'll put the contact on. Yeah, exactly. That's what the, this is the equivalent of this dude's uh, position inside the team. Correct. Now, I have two issues with this. The other issue is this one, Greener. Building parts of the cars driven by Sebastian Vettel at the, quote, prestigious F1 team's base next to Silverstone. I don't know. You I don't think. dick! No. Was, it, was it Seb doing the racist and homophobic stuff to him? Or are they just trying oh, to talk about how, are they trying to, like, imply and, and just put his name into it where it was probably just some dickhead in the cafeteria is like, Hey, poof, what's going on? Something like that. Well, I mean, clearly the journalist has no idea what they're talking about, first of all, because they say Aston Martin is a prestigious team. That's the team that Lance Stroll drives for. Yeah, so, <laughs> so they can't be. It was bought by a rich Canadian dickhead. Yes, uh, to give his so son a job. Yeah. 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 It was yeah, it was like a Roman fucking emperor in you know, gifting the throne to his heir. He's like, well, I'm yeah. going to buy the country so you can rule it for us. Who's your favourite Aston Martin F1 champion? No one. It's <laughs> <That's> not prestigious. <laughs> oh, fucking Lance Stroll, mate. 
Uh, the verbal <laughs> the verbal abuse started after he joined the team as a supplier's agency contractor this February. So he's so not he actually employed. in he's the team. He's a subcontractor. Nice, Gary. So he's not actually in the team. He's not no. in the form- Aston Martin Formula he, 1 He team. didn't have a pit pass. He had to no. sign in. No. Someone had to sign him in. Like, hey, man, fucking the contractor's here again. Jim, Jim, can you come down and sign, sign this bloke in? Oh, he's not going to the races. He's not going, you know, on the road with the team. He's somewhere else putting. He's somewhere he's else putting stickers on car parts. He works for the laminating company and rocks up on a Tuesday <laughs> to, to drop off to drop off the stickers to the yeah, team. To someone, and someone else is going to do the work. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Before I even walk, worked, I walked into my working environment. That's when I was told, "Look, if you've got a problem with how we speak here, it's just how we speak." Very offensive, Greg. Nice, Gary. Yeah. Very offensive. Mister Lau claims the abuse then started almost immediately with multiple offensive racist nicknames. Green, it. Look, what? What are they? You got to name them. Well, uh, that would be handy, but don't don't you think like we both now work in this kind of uh, office corporate environment? Now, these Formula One teams are very, very, very rich cop- corporate office environments, right? Yeah. They have a, you know, they're quote-unquote mechanics. Like the guys you see changing the tyres during the race, that's that's it. That's their, you know, that those are the grease monkeys. But those mm-hmm. grease monkeys still have fucking diplomas from MIT. You know yeah, what I mean? $250,000 a year. Right. They stay, they're still geniuses, right? Do you know how, do, do you really think in these, in today's world of like social media and corporate environments and all that stuff, what, you think this guy's going to walk in there and they're just going to start slagging him off and call him the N-word and shit? This, do this you think that really happens? This 1000 VA supercars, man. Like, <laughs> this is this is a multi-billion dollar organization. But you're right. Like, the people that are, that are changing tires are the best in the industry. They best can in the change world. a tire in 2.6 seconds. Surely, there's when they're interviewing for that, there's, there's some kind of character questions, not just like, don't get me wrong, they want the guy who can change the tire in 2.8 seconds, mm. but they're not just going to any fucking Joe Schmo rock up, like, yeah, fucking niggas and fuckers. <laughs> there's no fucking Eddie Murphy. There's no Eddie Murphy Eddie language, Murphy. yeah. Rock it up. You can't have it. Like, you won't have it. You can't shit, have it. No. That shit ain't flying at the interview, even if you can change the tire in 2.8 seconds, because there's another dude who can change the tire in 2.8 seconds as well. That's they're right. going to go to the dude who doesn't walk around going, niggas, 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 niggas. That's, right. like, that's how it works. That's how life works. And, I mean, do you think any team boss would let this kind of behaviour go on with that airhead woman walking around in pit lane asking everybody if they're fighting racism what hard enough? What do you think about racism? <laughs> We're lucky Mr. Lau didn't go on the road trips. <laughs> Before I even walked in, I was told, you've got a problem. Mr. Lau claims the abuse started almost immediately with multiple offensive racist nicknames. I wasn't referred to as 80 or anything like that. I was called, quote, racially offensive slurs. That's what I was called to. So they, he's saying that they didn't even call him by his name. They would just call him by the racially offensive slurs. I disclosed to someone that I had a boyfriend in my teen years, and that was it. In that split second, everything switched. As soon as they found out about that sliver of information, that was it. They were trying to claw me down, to break me down as a man, as an individual, and as a human, Greeno. While Formula One has a very publicly demanded an end to racism, you know, nauseatingly repetitively too, I might add, within mm. the sport, this season, Sir Lewis, he's, oh God, I forgot that he's been knighted. Oh God. You dick. 
Sir Lewis. Uh, look, I'm not calling him sir. I don't care. <laughs> we, we, you're going to have to storm my castle with your Bastille, my lord, in order to get yeah. me to recognise you. <clears throat> this this queen's servant will not recognise this lordship, I'm afraid. Lewis Hamilton has been forced to continue calling out incidents of discrimination. He's been forced to. I'm sure he hates it, right? Nice! <laughs> I'm sure Lewis Hamilton hates calling out racism, doesn't he? Like, there's did nothing we, that he wouldn't want to do less. Did we do a segment on the show where we, we realised that Lewis was caught out in a racism scandal? Yeah. Or, no, it was a homophobic scandal. Uh, and then oh, with a kid wearing a dress or something. Yeah, yeah. And then and then suddenly, like six months later, as like a like PR exercise post that because he was criticised, suddenly he was very kind of like proactive oh, when it came to true. like. That's did, true. Did, I forgot. I forgot all about that. About a year ago, I think yeah. we did it on the show. So he like, did. Hey, why, is, why is Lewis coming very activist? And I'm like, this is why, because he was criticised for X, Y, and Z. It was something very innocent, like his yeah, nephew or something. Fucking, yeah. His nephew or something had a dress on or something, and he was like, oh, you, you know, don't wear a dress or something. It was very – like yeah, I would say that was. to my male nephew too. Like, what are you doing? Don't wear a dress, mate. You look like a fucking girl. Take it off. Now, this, yeah. this caused outrage. And instead of, you know, Lewis Hamilton could at that point, he could have changed his his path in life, Greeno. He could have become, you know, a hero, but he didn't. He could have said, hey, mind your own fucking business. Like, it's none of your business. I'll mm. say what I want to my own nephew. Thank you very much. But he didn't. You're right. Six months later, it was like, hi, I'm Lewis Hamilton, and I just want to say that I really care about all the trans children out there nice, in the world. And it's like, oh, fuck me. The seven-time world champion was angered by a racial slur that former F1 driver Nelson PK was accused of using during a podcast. Yes, but Nelson PK is French. They're, yeah. they're racist by birth, aren't they, the French? <laughs> well, no, we've got a homophobic <laughs> slur, Nelson PK. Ah, homophobic. So you will use all these faggots here in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, he's French. They, 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 they use a lot of slurs in their day-to-day mm-hmm. language. Last month's Red Bulls reserve driver, Yuri Vips, I heard about this too, was fired after he had sent racist messages online. So Yuri Vips, his career is over now. At last Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix, some fans reportedly being racially abused in the stands. There were also reports of sexist and homophobic behaviour from a small number of F1 supporters. Now, I've highlighted this next bit here. Aston Martin F1 say Aiden's contract was terminated, quote, due to poor performance and poor timekeeping. Nice, Gary! <laughs> so uh, these, these uh, <laughs> allegations came out after he was fired yes. for poor performance, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah, convenient. Yeah. Always seems to no, be the way. It was racism, Greeno. Nice, Gary! Yeah. It was racism and homophobia. There you have it. That's how rolls. Fantastic. Uh, let's just go through go. to the end. Let's just it, that, that, that is at the end, but let's go back oh, yeah, to draft Statman if we can. Oh, it's Statman. I'm a Statman. God, time's time's flown tonight, hasn't it? Yeah, well, we, we've been skipping segments. We're just fucking <laughs> getting through the end. We're not mucking around. Oh. Not here for a not haircut. Not here for a haircut. And we'll be draft throughout the course of the week, as well as the All Star Game. We'll get to a show. Hey, Statman, in a second that I'm just going to make up off the top of my head. Uh, but. But the uh, MLB draft, I, I love the MLB draft. Yeah. And it's one of those weird ones where the MLB draft I like is, any draft. I don't know who any of them yeah. are, but I love watching them get picked. I just love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. But the MLB I've got into, I remember I was like 
about 10 years ago, I was like, I was really sick and in bed, and for some reason it was on, and I had the, the channel on. And I'm like, this is kind of interesting. They're telling me about these kids' stories, and I don't know any of these people. But with the MLB, it's not like NBA where they're going to be playing the next year. No. It's like five years down the track before yeah. they're actually in the league. That's true. It's a but long it's still- wait for, you know, you're getting it done, Greeno. Did they, are they going to get that deal done? They got that deal done. So, uh, but it's still fun to watch and see these young kids and kind of where they come from, who they signed, and, and their background. It was kind of a historic year this year because it was the first time in MLB draft history that sons of former major leaguers went one and two overall. Oh. So uh, the first overall draft pick was Jackson Holiday, the son of Matt Holiday. Right. And then the uh, second pick was Drew Jones, the son of Andrew Jones, former MLB player. Oh. So first one and two picks uh, drafted. Number three. Wait, was so a guy Andrew called- named his son Drew? Drew, yeah. Oh. It's fucking a bit of a, bit of a dick move. <laughs> it's a dick. I thought that too. Spelled the same way. D R U W. Come on, just call him Junior at that point, right? Yeah, just call him Junior at that point. It's it's no good. Uh, But well done to those boys. They got a nice little signing bonus. And uh, Kumar Rocker, who got signed, uh, was drafted number three, which is a bit of a shock because this guy was actually drafted last year. The Mets refused to sign him, uh, even though they drafted him. Fitness test. Yeah, we don't like his shoulder. We think his shoulder's fucked. And he's got a good body, it. yeah, but he's got an ugly girlfriend, you know. <laughs> ugly girlfriend doesn't means he's got no confidence. Yeah, but he's got a good swing. The ball pops off his bat. Pops. You can hear it all around the ballpark. Why doesn't he hit? <laughs> That's it. So so this guy, Kumar Rocca, was like touted last year as like one of the big guns. Everyone's like, gotta get Kumar Rocca. It was Kumar Rocca and uh, Jack Lard Jr. Mm. Uh, or Jack Lider, sorry, not Jack Lard Jr. Uh and they're like, gotta sign these two guys. And Kumar Rocker, big college stud, and then didn't end up getting signed. You're like, what the fuck? This is this is insane. They end up picking him number three, a different club this year. And everyone's like, what do you mean you're picking this guy at three? He's thrown 20 innings in a year. He had shoulder surgery, but good on him. He's uh he's gonna get a chance nice, and nice, Gary. Uh, up there thereabouts. Now getting back to Shohei, because we got we, there's always a Shohei stat man we're gonna throw in. <laughs> he's he's just a freak because every week he breaks another record somewhere. He breaks another record we're that we no didn't even breaking. they're finding records they didn't even know fucking existed, Greeno. Ooh. Wait, this one's 120 years old. <laughs> like there was only four teams in the league back when this yeah. record was set. How the hell is he doing it? Exactly. The, the Chattanooga <laughs> Ironhearts. Fucking, <laughs> 1842. Like he broke some record from then. The Albert. <laughs> Kirky Angels. <laughs> uh, well, firstly, Shohei got his second straight All-Star appearance where he was selected as both a pitcher and a hitter. No, um, Gary! <laughs> that's how good he gonna is. Be, one day he's going to be the GM as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be running the whole fucking thing. He'll yeah. take it. Uncle Jerry DePoto should hire Shohei as his <laughs> next foot, uh, football, as his <laughs> next manager of baseball, Greeno. Just let him involved. run the team. Set, why not? Can't be any worse. And then you can also uh, fire everybody else too, which Jerry will love. You can trade them out, <laughs> trade out the staff, bring out, no. bring Shohei in, bring Shohei in. Yep. He does two things. It's a double trade. We can trade him twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, I'm only trading him as a pitcher to you. So he's going to pitch for the Cincinnati. He's going to pitch yeah. for Cincinnati, and he's going to hit for <laughs> Dallas. Nah, Jerry will find a way to do two trades for that. That's how he works. <laughs> but uh, he uh, he led off the game uh, against. Clayton Kershaw, yeah. and they, they they were interviewing before the game. And they're like, "Show hey, what's your plan?" He's like, "I'm hitting the first pitch," and they're like, "Ha ha, very funny." And he hit the fucking first pitch, hit of the first game. Ah, uh, there you go. Thanks for coming. Called it out. Off. Yeah. Then he got picked off, which is kind of embarrassing. But yeah. nonetheless, he called it. He said, "I'm going to get a hit first pitch of the game." 
move on. Done. Uh, Shohei, always exciting to see. Second half coming up. Going to be an exciting second half of the year. Not so much for your team. Uh, the Oakland A's. So yeah. yeah, they're tanking again. Oh. Uh, not so much for my team. We're 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 there or thereabouts, but we're not we're not doing too much. Must be but, running. Must be running out of high draft picks, Greeno. Got to start losing yeah. a few games to bring in some young cat talent again. The old days. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Um, Troy's team are on a fourteen game winning streak. It's incredible. What's the re- is, is the record is- still the A's or did someone break it since? No, someone broke it. Cleveland broke it two years ago. Oh, oh. three years ago. Sorry, oh, okay. uh, they got to like twenty two. I think off the top of my head. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely broke the A's A's record from Moneyball, the Moneyball team. The Moneyball. Um, yeah. yeah, and B's team uh, doing well, sitting second in their division, but. Uh, playing some good ball as well. So between the four of us, the the block family, like we'll have we'll have someone to cheer for hopefully in the postseason. Okay, good news. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. That's it. That's show time. Done. Uh, plugs. You're not you're not doing a show tomorrow. No show for me tomorrow. So this is it for the week. So if you missed yeah. out, pooey to you. Too bad. Too bad. Anyway, stiff shit. Anyhow, stiff uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but I? Somebody will sit down and tell you the truth.